You are tuning into the True North Church Podcast. Our prayer is that you would be inspired and encouraged by today's message. For more information about True North Church, please visit us online at truenorthak.org. My name is Mark, and I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, I just want to say thanks for being here today. We live stream our second gathering here. Would you give it up for those watching online right now, and thank them for joining us, and this is rebroadcast in several correctional facilities across the state. Our prayer, uh, and COVID kind of messed it up. We were in most of the prisons before COVID hit, and then, now they've been leery, but uh, our prayer is to, to uh, live stream and rebroadcast to every prison in Alaska someday at 11 o'clock in the morning. We're excited about that. Pray with us on that. Um, we're in a series called Daring Faith. It's a 10-week series. We launched it three weeks ago, fourth, today's the fourth installment, and then it coincides with, alongside a, uh, a series called Daring Faith that our church is in for life groups. It starts, uh, life groups start today, tonight. Um, it's not too late to sign up for one. Again, the QR code right here or the QR code in the foyer, put your phone over the top of that. It'll bring up a list of a link tree and uh, groups. Groups are the home plate of our church. Um, and so, uh, you know, and you might say, why, why are we doing Daring Faith? Well, number one, we, we started two years ago on this journey of a relocation project from Airport Way to College Road, and God helped us purchase 18 acres on College Road and replat it, and now we're, uh, we got the foundation and the steel is going up right now. And uh, we did that because we're a people of faith. You know, we're crazy. And we believe that the best way to honor God is to have radical, crazy faith and risk-taking faith. And, and big dreams. And, and so we're a people of faith as a church. We live on mission, which means lost people matter to Jesus. We're not building a bigger building so we can do less services, although that might be nice. You're going to be here today for one or two and go home. There's about 250 people that it takes to put four, uh, our six gatherings on between here and Airport College Road. 250 people serve every Sunday. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? Um, and we're blessed to have those people that, that serve and you that serve, and thank you so much. But we live on mission. We, we're not building a bigger building uh, uh, to have a bigger building. We're building a bigger building to have more seats for more souls. We believe lost people matter to Jesus. People that don't know Jesus matter to Jesus. We believe that. And, uh, but, but the other reason why we're doing this is because we, we believe at True North, and I'm sure you believe that everything we have is because of the grace and the mercy of Jesus. Anyone thankful for the grace of Jesus? Anyone thankful for the mercy of Jesus? And everything God does in our life is because of his mercy and his grace. God loved me so much, he died on the cross for my sins, and he blinded my wife so she said yes to me. Okay? And, and it's mercy and grace. But the other thing that God activates in our life, he, he works in our life because of his mercy and his grace. But friends, he also works in our life because of our faith. Say our. There's a place, there's a part we play in this. Uh, in Second uh, uh, Peter chapter 1, it says, add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and the knowledge self-control, and a self-control brotherly kindness, and a brotherly kindness love. And if you have these qualities in increasing measure, you'll never be ineffective or unproductive. Anyone want to be effective or productive in your relationship with Jesus? Add to our faith. Our faith is the starting point. In fact, 
In fact, it says, it says in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it's, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please. Anyone here want to please God? I would encourage you, if, if you want to please God, then, then, then get, get plugged into being here the next six weeks as we learn about faith. Get plugged into the Daring Faith Series. And I don't know if there's a better small group teacher in planet Earth than Rick Warren. Rick's uh, uh, small group curriculum is incredible. And he's the one that teaches the Daring Faith series on, on, on DVD that we're doing or, 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 or videos. Um, without faith, it's impossible. That's why, that's why we, we're, we're doing this 10-week series is because we believe, I, I don't know about you, we kind of want to please God. I do. Secondly, in Romans chapter 14, verse 25, it says, anything that's not done in faith is sin. In other words, God, we want to we operate our life on an element of faith because we want to make sure we're pleasing you when we're not sinning. And then Matthew chapter 9, it says this, according, according, say according. Okay, no, there's more than three of you in here. Say according. According to your what? To our faith, it'll be done to you. That verse tells us. Those verses tell me it's impossible to please God without faith, but, but, but God will respond in our life according to our level of faith. A lot of faith, a lot of God blessing. A little bit of faith, a little bit of blessing. No faith, you pick. What do you want? What do we want? According to your faith, it'll be done. So today I want to talk about two main purposes for the Daring Faith series. And, and so, and then next week we're going to get into uh, talking about imagination, you know, that God can do more than we can ever think, dream, or imagine <laughs> the things. What, what have you dreamed for your marriage? What have you dreamed for your family? What have you dreamed for our city? What have you dreamed for your workplace? What have you dreamed for your grandkids? Like, I don't even have kids yet. Well, I hope you're dreaming for what your marriage is going to look like then, and what your kids are going to look like, and what your grandkids imagine. Next, we're talking about that, but two main purposes today for why uh, uh, we're in this faith initiative, this Daring Faith Initiative, the Life Group series, is number one, to advance our spiritual maturity. See, I believe that faith is a muscle. And, and uh, uh, in James, let's go to James chapter one. I want to look at this verse. I want to unpack it a little bit here and talk a, a little bit to us about what's it look like to grow in spiritual maturity. In James chapter one, it says, when your faith is tested. And that word test is put to work. See, faith is a muscle. When your faith is tested, when, when, when you're on the bench press of faith, is your, are your arms wiggling? Or, 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 or is our spiritual faith is shaky here? Do we, do we have the, are we doing some faith reps? It goes this, it says, when your faith is tested, your endurance, now that word endurance, it literally means your patience. When faith is tested, your patience or endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. It's not like frozen, let it go, it's let it grow, let it grow. Don't, no, never mind, I'm not gonna try that. For when your endurance is fully developed, and what causes our endurance to be developed? When our faith is tested. So when our faith is tested, 
Our endurance grows, and when our endurance grows, what's it says? You'll be strong in character and ready for anything. Now, this last week, um, early morning, I was studying 2 Timothy chapter 2, um, writing a series for the month of November um, from that text in 2 Timothy. And it says this, it says, endure hardship like a good soldier. Now, now so when we read the Bible in English, we see English words. And same, we see the word endurance here in James, but the word, and the word endurance here is a completely different Greek word for endurance than the word endure hardship, endure hardship like a good soldier. The word endure in 2 Timothy carries with it two, the word endure is a compound word with two Greek words to make it up. And one word is krakos, and the other word is pathos. Now, you know, now, now it sounds like one of the three uh, musketeers, right? Pathos, right? Pathos is, but pathos is emotions and feelings. Anyone here have passion or feelings? Anyone ever have things you're passionate about? Okay, so, but, but in this text, endure hardship like a good soldier. It's krakos, pathos, and krakos is this. It literally, it's the Greek word that talks about negative thought patterns. Anyone ever here? I'm probably the only one, so I'll be vulnerable in front of you today. I sometimes have thoughts, I'm glad you don't know I'm thinking. I sometimes have thoughts that I go, why can't I get off that wrong train of thought because I don't like where that's taking me. See, here's the deal. If you're on the wrong train of thoughts, you're going to the wrong destination. And so, so, so Paul's saying, or excuse me, Paul's telling Timothy, hey, endure. Walk through your bad thoughts and your emotions. And it says, endure bad thoughts and emotions like a good soldier. In other words, guess what? There's some battles in our mind. There's some things we think about that we don't like. There's some feelings. We, anyone here ever had feelings you didn't like? The Bible says your heart is deceitfully wicked. In other words, your feelings can lie to you. They'll deceit. The, the deceit feelings will lie to you. In other words, our feelings and our emotions will sometimes lie to us. Our thoughts will lie to us. And Paul says endure hardship. And, and, he, and he says this, like a good soldier. And that word good doesn't mean like, well, you're just a, you, you climb the ladder in the military of God. That word good means morally strong. And I was at my, I was at my table uh, on, on Friday morning, early Sunday, I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, God is telling us the only way we get past our negative thoughts, our negative emotions, is to have moral character that's stronger than the battle we're walking through so we can fight the bad thoughts and the bad emotions. Follow me here. That's why Paul's saying the testing of our faith develops a patience. If you're patient through the testing of your faith, you'll grow strong. And when your endurance or patience is fully developed, you'll have strong character. Anyone here, here's the deal. Do you realize it's not, it's not our looks it's not our abilities. It's not the side of town we grow up on. It's not the finances we have. It's not who we married that makes us successful in life. It's our character. And our character is developed when our faith is tested and worked. Here's the thing, though. I think there's, there, there's two types of, 
I don't want to oversimplify church. But there are people that look like bodybuilding believers. On the outside, you'd think, oh, they're perfect. Look at their family. They're great. On the outside, they look like, you know, and I don't know, what's a bodybuilder look like? <laughs> Me. You should be glad I'm not taking my shirt off and putting like oil on my chest today, okay? I haven't tanned enough. Maybe next week. But a bodybuilder, see, body, just because you're a bodybuilder does not mean you've done weight training. It's one thing to look all puffed up on the outside and look all body built. It's a whole other thing to have weight training, which says I'm building my muscles for endurance. I'm building my muscles for everyday life. I'm building my muscles to be uh, uh, holistically through my whole body and not just for a show to stand on a platform for people to see. And what Paul is, what James is saying is I want you to test and I want you to be a weight building person. I want you to get in shape spiritually and not just be a poser and look like the outside where the world goes, they have it all together. How many want to know we don't have it all together? None of us gets A's in everything. And the one thing I hope you understand at True North Church is we don't want to be a bodybuilding church where it's all about image and look and external appearance. I hope that when God peels back and comes back to us someday, he's coming back for a church that's, that's not a bodybuilding church but a weight training church. And we, without faith, without exercising our faith, it's impossible to please. But according to our weight training of faith, it will be done to us. This series... This series is, is, is written and, and, and developed because we want you to become stronger by your stretching. We want you to become stronger by developing your faith. We want you, we, at times, it might be a little difficult. We might put some pressure on some areas that we go, hey, you need to grow here. Because it's not about a platform. It's about what's behind the, 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 the when, when we pull back the curtain, what's your life like? That's spiritual maturity. That's looking a little deeper, developing our faith. There's a difference between bodybuilding and weightlifting. You see, the, the, now here's the deal. The priority at True North Church is to build people. We want to build, in fact, our, our seventh core value is we're a church equipping for, uh, for purpose. We believe every one of you has purpose. You have God-designed DNA that God put inside of you to develop you into who you're called to be. See, many of us, want the, the, the award without the work. Many of us want a platform without all that took to get there. And so this series is about let's, let's work hard. Let's be, a, let's be a church of people who work hard and we grow. That's the goal. It's internal strength. It's not show, but it's to grow. Faith testing, endurance. And, 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 and so, so that's, that's what this series is about, is helping us grow. So when, we're, when our faith is tested, our endurance has a chance to grow. And when our endurance grows, we fully develop, and now we have character. How many want to know? The world needs people with character. Our spouses need husbands and wives with character. Our children need parents with character. Gifts will get us to the top, but character will keep you there. 
So this series is about spiritual maturity and saying, hey, let's make sure we're doing the spiritual workouts in faith so we can grow. And it's not, see, not just one spiritual muscle, but God, I want to grow and I want to develop all you have. Anyone anyone here say, I want all that God has for me? All that God has. So the Daring Faith Initiative is to advance our spiritual maturity and second of all, to enhance our relational unity. Every fall, we, we, we pause, we don't pause, excuse me, every fall, we pick a series that we're going to walk through as a church and say, we want every life group and as many people to learn this content. Now, here's the deal, though. How many books do you read? How many podcasts do you listen to? Let me just throw this out there. If it, was, if it was the content that changed us, we'd all be changed by now. It's good to have knowledge. But friends, knowledge unpacked in the context of relationships, that's what changes lives. See, here's the deal. I, don't, I, I probably never shared this, and I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. But I, I, I'm, I'm an incredible bowler. How many of you guys knew that? I could take you over to any bowling alley in town today, the two we have, <laughs> and I can bowl 300 every single roll of the ball. How many of you guys believe that? I didn't, I didn't tell you how close I was going to be to the pins. See, what I know, if, if, I, if I stand three feet from the pins, I can bowl the 300 every time. But the problem is they won't let me stand on the runway or the, the, the bowling line. They, they make me stand at the end where they make you stand. And I realize that I'm not as good as I think I am if I'm three feet from the pins. You know why? I, I realized something. It's something called error increases with distance. The closer I am to the pins, the higher score I can get. The farther I get from the pins, the, the worse score I get. And here's the challenge. There are some of us in here that we purposely don't want to be close to other people because when we're close to other people, they might see our errors. Friends, it's not about that because we're not bodybuilders. We're weight trainers. We're all on a journey. We're all a different place in life. It's okay. This is, this is planet fitness in the kingdom. No shame zone. And so we want to enhance relational unity. In, in Acts chapter 4, it says the believers in the Jerusalem church. Now here's the book. The book of Acts is the, the story of the early church. The book of Acts uh, uh, was the start of the church. Jesus ascended to heaven. He empowered his disciples, baptized only spirits. He's empowered to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And on the day of Pentecost, you know, uh, 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 Peter preaches 3,000 people that day come to know Jesus. How many want to know 3,000 people get added to your church in one day is a lot? That would be like 10 services here. We're not, I'm not sure we're prepared for that emotionally. The believers in Jerusalem church were united. Say United. In their, what's it say? Hearts and spirit because, say because. Now here's the reason they were united, because they shared what they had with each other. Friends, I want to I point something out. See, when we started growing, 
In 2014, we had 87 people that first Sunday I was here. And several months later, we got to a place where it was pretty full. We started talking about a second gathering. And I had people go, I don't know if we want a second gathering because we won't know everybody. And so it took about three months to figure out, like, how do I lead people to be okay with people in the church they don't know? Then I, I realized, wait a second here. Some people have this thought that church is a place you have to know everybody. So I started preaching about the fact that we're not a place that we want everyone to know our name. We're a church that wants everyone in the city to know his name. He's the reason we're here. But in the process, we realized that we couldn't have Sunday school classes anymore because they were now nurseries. There'll be 350 children in our four gatherings today here. It's a lot of kids. So there's not room for adult classrooms. So we moved it out. And we, and because in the Bible, guess what? They're, 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 they had unity. But in the Bible, in the book of Acts, there's two ways God's people got together. They did corporate worship, and they went from the temple courts was one way they worshiped, and they went from house to house. You have corporate worship in the temple courts. That's, that's, that's corporate. That's a lot of people. And then they went from house to house. And they had, and what, what, what it says, it says they had unity because they opened their hearts and had the same spirit, and they shared everything. There's something that happens. Let me just say something. I believe, uh, when I youth pastored, I always told my students, I don't care how high you jump at the altar, young person. I care how straight you walk at home with your parents. It's one thing to feel God in an altar service as a student and go to a camp where you feel like you go to hell with a squirt gun. It's a whole other thing to walk out your faith with your mom and dad and your siblings at home. Right? Well, I'm convinced of this, friends. We can be bodybuilders and be okay with people at a distance at True North Church, but there's no way to get down on, on a bar to lift up your faith without a spotter to say, can I help you? See, here's the deal. We need each other. And I'm convinced the best way to manifest if you're growing spiritually is to connect with other people relationally. Now, you might say, well, is that true, Mark? Well, in the Old Testament, God gave 10 commandments. Remember, am I right? Not 10 great suggestions, but 10 commandments. The first four commandments dealt with their relationship with God. There should be no other God before me. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. And, and, and don't, don't you know, abide by the Sabbath. There should be a relationship with Jesus. The first four dealt with a relationship with God. The next six dealt with how you treat people. Don't steal, don't covet, don't commit adultery. All had to do with people. In the New Testament, one, someone was trying to trap Jesus one day, and they said, hey, what's the greatest commandment, Jesus? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law, the Old Testament, all the prophets are summed up in those two commands. Love God, love people. Friends, I think it's very hard to grow spiritually mature if you don't learn how to enhance your relationship with other people. Five quick thoughts on why we think life groups at True North are important. Number one, write this down if you're taking notes. Um, the first reason is the home plate for spiritual growth is relationships. I think it's, it's a litmus test. See, you could come in on a Sunday morning, sit in a row, and nobody knows what you're walking through. And that, that can be reassuring for some of you, but for others, it's scary because maybe you need someone to get up in your grill. Maybe you need someone to know that you're walking through some substance abuse challenges and you need help. 
Maybe you need someone to know that your marriage is on the brink of divorce. Maybe you need someone to know that you're barely holding it together emotionally and you need someone to encourage you. Now, B, groups help us be well-grounded and well-surrounded. Well-grounded and well-surrounded. We need people in our lives. C, we, we learn in rows, we grow in circles. You learn on a Sunday morning. We're gonna have content you learn from, but in, in a circle, you gotta talk about it. You gotta interact with other people. And, and uh, uh, Wednesday night, my wife and I have 24 people coming to our house. It's gonna be full. We had like 100 on Friday, though, so it's all right. And, and we're gonna grow together. We're gonna, we're gonna watch a video together, and then we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna interact with some questions from the video, and then my wife's gonna take the gals in one part of our, uh, of our living room and kitchen, which is one big room, and then I'm gonna take the guys, and we're gonna say, how can I pray for you? And we're gonna write our down prayer needs, and everyone's gonna go around and circle and pray. And I love it when I've got a guy that says, I've never prayed in public before. That's okay. Pray as you can, not as you can't. But I watch people grow. And, and that's part of, so, so we, we learn in rows, we grow, and then sheep are never attacked in herds. You guys ever watch like, remember the old wildlife kingdom shows where you got water buffaloes and, and they're in their migration through the Mossy Mara and, and, and then there's some lions that come out. And they don't go after the herd, they go after the one over here by themselves. Let me tell you something. God has a plan for your life and if God has a plan for your life, everything God has, Satan has, but he's perverted it. If God has a plan for your life, how many want to know Satan has a plan for your life? You know what his plan is? Isolate you from the herd. If he can isolate you and get over here by, all by yourself, no one understands my problem, no one knows what I'm walking through, oh, if I can't, and, and, and the insecurity and fear of if I open up to someone, they, they might know who I really am, and I don't know if they'd like, if they know who I am, they might not like me. The reality is they probably would like you more. Because they're doing, they're struggling just like you are. Who in here gets A's in everything? Raise your hand. You get A's in everything. Raise your hand. None of us do. Well, my twin brother did, but that's another story. God wants to, Satan wants to alienate us, and then he wants to isolate you. And then I'll tell you what he wants to do. He wants to annihilate you. Get you alone get you isolated, get you on an island where no one's around, you're wounded, you're hurt, and then he goes, let's take him out. And I've met enough people, I tried church, Mark, it didn't work for me. No, you tried coming to a row, but you never got in, in, in a growing circle. You never got in a pocket of people to do life with. And then lastly, living life alone does not accurately reflect the one whose image we possess. See, here's what we believe. We believe that we were made in the image, before the fall of man in, in Genesis 3, we were made in the image and likeness of God, right? Male and female, he made them in his image and his likeness. Now, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, it wasn't the image of God that was broken in our life, it was the, it was the, the likeness of God that was broken in our life. We now have the sin nature inherited in us. Adam and Eve lived outside of that, but they, the, the moment they ate from that tree, sin entered the world and death came with it. And so we're marred. But, but, but here's the deal. We possess God's image. And God is a triune God. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're three distinct personalities, three distinct roles, yet they're one. They share heart and they share spirit and they're one. 
Friends, life groups, when we, we, we are not called to be isolated people that can mature outside of relationship. We're designed by God to be like him in his image and likeness, which means we best reflect his nature and character in the context of relationships. See, here's, here's the deal. I wrote this down this morning. Temple courts... Don't need to get close to anyone. You can come on Sunday morning. Don't have to get close to anyone. You, you, temple courts means you can hide. There are some of you in here, you don't ever get from temple courts to house to house because you kind of like hiding. It's time to quit hiding. Temple courts, you can suffer nobody knows. You can be attacked and yet you're alone. Temple courts, your body building external no, but, and not always internal growth. But, but then there's house to house. People know you. You're well-grounded, house to house. You're, you, at times, you might become vulnerable. And in that time of vulnerability, you're well-surrounded. There's people that can do life with you. They can help fight your battles with you. House to house is people can know if you have a need, and they can support you. They can know when you're being attacked, and they can pray with you. I, I can tell you right now, the goal of this series is for you to grow spiritually and for you to be enhanced relationally in connected people. That's our prayer for you. There's four points I don't have time to get to today. Um, uh, 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 but for you melancholics, let me give you the answer, okay? Number one, uh, uh, what, what, what to expect to see some miracles. I'm praying you're gonna see miracles because according to your faith. Number two, I, I, I'm praying uh, that you'll grow spiritually. Number three, I, I, I believe this. I believe you'll be hassled by the Satan. There's no way to commit to growth and commit to relationship and not have mind monsters, not have problems. There are some of you, your car's gonna break down the night of your life group, and you're like, oh, why does this always happen? There's gonna be some of you that all hell breaks loose at work that day. I can tell you right now, Wednesday night's my life group. And, and Wednesday nights, you know what happens on Wednesday nights? I can tell you what's gonna happen. I'm going to get some call that day that's going to be very difficult, and I'm going to go home emotionally tired and think, like, I got to fake it till I make it. I got to faith it till I make it. I can tell you right now, every time I have life group, it doesn't matter. And I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm an introvert. I don't know if you know that. I, I live in an extrovert world, but I'm an introvert. I actually like time just by myself. But life group doesn't allow that. But I'll tell you what happens. I get home. I had a hard day at work. I get home, and I'm like going, oh, my gosh. And the, and the dog peed on the, gra- on the, on the carpet, or, or you know, my kids messed something up. It's like, oh, we got to get the house clean. They're going to be here. And we, 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 we actually live life like you guys, too. We have kids that go to school. We have homework. We have problems, challenges. Well, not my kids. Uh, my wife has a problem. It's me. Um, but I'll tell you what happens. I think like, ah. Oh. And then people come. And we eat together, and we watch a video, and we have questions, and we pray with each other. And when people leave, I go, that was the best night of the week, wasn't it, Heidi? The devil wants to harass you and distract you from why you're doing what you're doing to forget what's going on. And then lastly, number four, you're going to have joy. It's fun to grow. It's fun to do what you've never done. It's fun to accomplish things. There's joy. And there's fulfillment. Now, now... Maybe you're here today or you're watching online and you're far from Jesus. I'd be remiss if I didn't stop and ask you to, to uh, uh, if you've never gave your life to Christ, maybe you lost spiritual traction, I'd like to pray with you. Every head bowed, every eye closed, all across this room. Just pray this prayer, silence that prayer out loud. Dear Jesus, 
Today, I admit I've sinned. And I believe you died on the cross to forgive me. Please forgive me for my sins today. Please be my savior and my life leader. I confess you as the Lord of my life. Help me serve you the rest of my life. What a fantastic service. Be sure to stay in touch by following us on social media so you can stay up to date with all that is happening at True North Church.